Man, I'm so Cleveland, it's a goddamn shame. Welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is Pedro DeLuca, and now it is time for your main event of the evening. Introducing your host from Northeast Ohio, he is heavy set, and now, here is the Ohio Indie Report. What's up everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Indie Report right here on Kayfabe Sports Radio, where it's all a work. And you know what, it's been, it's been less than a week since the last episode, and a lot's happened in so many ways that I felt like I needed to do a preview episode for AIW's Gleaming the Cube. That's it's You see it there in the title, Gleaming the Preview. You know, I'm really looking forward to this. And uh, let me um, catch you up a little bit from last week's episode when I, I talked about things that were going on with the show and I said it's going to go on a hiatus. Well, I wasn't lying, but things happened to work out pretty well for me. Like I said, in CDL school, trying to get my commercials driver's license to drive a truck, make some money, and I took my test yesterday for the third time, and I finally passed it. So while I'm getting a lot of stuff done, I have this externship that I've, I mentioned that I'm leaving for supposedly on Friday to go down to Dallas. And when I called them, they actually moved it back a week because of Labor Day. It's going to mess with some stuff. It would have put me back a couple days or something. I'm like, you know what? Let's just push it back a week i'm really really excited because now i get to go to gleam in the cube my ticket is already paid for as a payback from a friend i have a ride there to save me a little bit of money and you will be able to find the ohio when you report live tweeting like we always do because i have a lot of fun doing it. it's a lot of work and trust me when i go show up to shows normally my battery is around 100 percent by the time I leave, we're talking 1% to 10% range. I've had times where I've walked out of the building and it's off. And I do find times to plug it in and charge it. So that says a lot of how much I use it to do the live tweets, take the pictures, do this and that. And I even try to make sure I'm not using too much battery. I mean, my phone's pretty old. It's three-year-old iPhone 4. Like, legit three-year-old. Got about three years ago this week. But we didn't come here to talk about iPhones. We came here to talk about AIW. We came here to talk about gleaming the cube. Well, since... Since everything happened and I didn't get to tell you the results for Absolution 8, I, I decided I'll, 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 I'll throw that in there. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit, uh, some of my experiences from being there and everything. As you should know by now, this event was an iPay-Per-View, and even though it did have some malfunctions here and there, I mean, you're going to have that. It just seemed to be a hot day, mess with a lot of stuff. So even some of the people who did see it on iPay-Per-View didn't get to actually see everything. So here, here's just really quick going through with some of my notes of, of what happened. You know, we started everything off with the return of Matt Fitchett alongside Davey Vega, the Sex Bombs, going up against Nasty Russ, not Nasty Nate, Nasty Russ Myers and T-Money, the Jollyville Fuckets. This is where, you know, there, there was a lot of problems with the... I know with stream was very early on. Um, this was actually a pretty good match. I thought it was a good opening. I, I feel like I am getting to see more of the fuckets 
Because I think this is kind of poetic when I th- think about it. I really wasn't too sold on the Sex Bombs either when they first came into AIW. The more I saw of them, the more I started liking them. And then when Fitchette got injured, and I felt like I felt like after that we seen more of Vega, and that really got me interested in Davey Vega. And Matt Fitchette kind of benefited off that from my point of view of how I was as a fan. Still love the wrestling, it's just, just not that. I wasn't, like I said, just investing into it to him. And I feel the same thing with the Jollyville Fuckets. I, I want to see more. I want to see some promos. I don't get to buy the DVDs. Eventually, I will. I think I was told by John Thorne that there, a lot of the DVDs actually have more promos and stuff that they don't put on YouTube. And I think that kind of sucks because I go to the events and right now like, I'm not going to have enough. I'm not going to have enough money for a while to buy some of these DVDs. And I really want to see some of these promos. And guys like this is, is the ones I want to see it from. But like I said, I am warming up to them. And they seem to be a team that's not going away in AIW. And that's a really good thing for the tag team division. And of course, actually, the Fuckets won this match. And on a, on a, on a weird side note, Matt Fitchett was taken to the back post match. And uh, everything we heard about it, it sounded real bad. And he, I know he injured himself. I forget what it is off the top of my head. I didn't have it in my notes. But he left the show, went to the hospital, and came back by the end of the show. So it's it's not as bad as some of the injuries have been in AIW, but I was happy to hear about that. He's such a trooper, and no one wants to get injured uh, coming back. And speaking of injuries, we move on to the next match. It was Lewis Linden versus ACH. Well, it was supposed to be ACH. But Wadsworth came out and announced that ACH had suffered a concussion recently, and they they were looking for a replacement, and his replacement was none other than Flip Kendrick. So we got to see Aeroform back in the ring again, but this time they are against each other. And I, I was saying for months, you know, hashtag where's Flip, hashtag where's Flip. And when this happened, I did tweet out hashtag where's Flip, hashtag there's Flip. Another match I really enjoyed. Just great seeing the, these guys back together, especially like, we haven't seen Flip Kendrick in an AIW ring for about a year, so I, I was thrilled to see him back. And believe it or not, Lewis Linden made Flip Kendrick tap for the win. Moved on to our next match, Ethan Page versus Johnny Gargano. Now, you know everything that was said in the preview episode. If you don't, uh, go back. Two episodes, I believe it was, and me and my friend Dustin, we, we talked about this, and we, we talked about... Ethan Page versus Johnny Gargano, what we thought was going to happen. And the place, uh, some of mine, I was like, the place went crazy when Gargano came out. I mean, he's just that, that guy in Cleveland. And I tweeted out a thing during the match uh, for Vic Treviante and Aaron Bauer to read. And I'm just now looking at this tweet that I put out, and there, there's, there's a bad spelling error because I'm trying to live tweet and everything. But I think I said all the fans either put their money on Ethan Page tonight, mark my words, hashtag all ego, hashtag all money. But Johnny Gargano did make Ethan Page tap. And I did tweet out with that result. Is this the last we've seen a Page, though? We'll see. And we moved on from there to one match that I was actually become one of my, some of my favorite matches in AIW. It was... The Batiri versus Hope and Change, Gregory Iron and Veda Scott. The titles versus career match. Now, Gregory Iron tried to pull a fast one, and he pulled a chain out of its tights when the ref wasn't looking and used it, which gave Hope and Change the victory. But Matthew Wadsworth came out, overturned the decision, and the Batiri quickly got the win. So they are your new and defending AIW Tag Team Champions. Up next... 
was the wrestling match that we were told that was going to be epic. The wrestling match that Michael Elgin himself promised that would be one of the best wrestling matches we would ever see. And you know what? Michael Elgin was very, very true to his word. As, a, as some of my notes, there, there was at one point when Elgin had Josh up to a 70 count. That's pretty, pretty impressive. A, a lot of kickouts, a lot of near falls. The match was absolutely fantastic. Pretty much, we were going nuts over this match, and there was a time limit to this match, which ended in a draw. But they've already announced that at Hell on Earth, Michael Elgin versus Josh Alexander 2. Nothing like Hell on Earth, the show after Thanksgiving, right on Black Friday. It, it, mark it on your calendar right now. We already have our first match. There's not even a graphic made for it yet. Not even for the event. We already know one match. And then we were going to get into our next match. What was going to be BJ Whitmer versus Chris Dickinson for the Intense Championship. Unfortunately, there was some bad business or something. As far as I understand, Chris Dickinson no-showed. And I'm pretty sure this was a match a lot of fans were looking forward to. So, what was going to happen? B.J. Whitmer did come out. That's when it was announced that Dickinson no-showed. And it was kind of figure out what they were going to do. Well, Nixon came out. Bobby Beverly and Ricky Shane Page. You know, it was it was Nixon's birthday because they debuted one year prior at Absolution 7. The match was turned into a four-way. BJ Whitmer versus Ricky Shane Page versus Bobby Beverly versus M-Dog Matt Cross for the AIW Intense Championship. It was said during this match about Dickinson on Twitter that he has now been added to the list which for those of you who don't know, there's a list of wrestlers who are no longer welcome in AIW. What has been put out on social media is some people are in pencil, some people are in marker. And on that day, Chris Dickinson's name went in permanent marker. This match was another really good match, but your winner and still intense champion, BJ Whitmer. All right, next up was Jock Sampson, Marion Fontaine, and Tracy Smothers, the Old School Express versus the Submission Squad. It was announced that Pierre Abernathy couldn't make it, but they found a replacement. And that replacement was none other than the brother of one of my favorite wrestlers of the Hashtag Heel, the show-off. Dolph Ziggler, it was none other than Briley. That's right, hot young Briley himself. This match was pretty much your typical Jack Samson versus Submission Squad match. When I say typical, I don't mean that in a bad way. I actually mean that in a very good way. Because these guys work well together. You throw in Tracy Smothers, that just added to it. You had Briley into it, who's pretty much the little brother of Dolph Ziggler. And he, he even looks like it. Well, at the end of this feud... Your winners were the Submission Squad with Hot Young Briley. Up next was another great match. Tim Little Bitch Boy Effendonst versus the return of Michael Hutter, the man formerly known as Derek Bateman. Right now I'm going to go to a clip uh, from Absolution DVD, and it's from AIW's YouTube page. I've told you about it before, www.youtube.com slash AI Wrestling. So let's go to this, and this is how we reacted, how... How split the crowd was between the bitch boy, Donst, and Michael Hutt. He is thrilled to be home in absolute intense wrestling. You're right, Wadsworth. He wasn't thrilled to see you. He was thrilled to be here at Turner's Hall in AIW. Donst, though, has not been shy about his feelings. Donst, time and time again, has developed issue and issue. And as he said himself, flat out, 
people keep running from him. So he challenged Hunter knowing Hunter wanted to be here. The first place you have seen Hunter outside of World Wrestling Entertainment since they, in a moment of stupidity, let him go. It, this is amazing. Yeah, that's right. We were going effing, effing crazy. Split down the middle, pretty much. I was rooting for Michael Hutter. And I feel like this match, you could only really know how great it is by going to Smart Mark Video, by going to AIWrestling.com to their store and buying this DVD, buying the MP4 because this match delivered not just the wrestling we were heavily invested into it i don't think i sat for a portion of this match i'm not 100 sure that i know at the beginning we're going we're going nuts the return of michael hutter versus tim effing bitch boy danced but to get to your result it was Derek bateman aka michael hutter picking up the victory and then he he grabbed the mic to say a few things and if my memory serves me correct because this is not my notes like they shook hands or something and then Don's hit him with something some move can't remember i've been way too freaking long two months i'm sorry but so there seems to be more there but we get on to the main event and i'm, I'm sorry i don't have a lot of notes for this Sometimes you know it's a good match when I don't tweet anything. I don't have any notes. Sometimes you know it's a good match when I, I want to tweet out a lot. This, I mean, this this was it, you know. The champion, Eric Ryan versus the winner. The guy that won me 150 bucks. The extremely cute wrestler himself, Colin Delaney. And your winner and new AIW absolute champion, Colin Delaney. Now, they were there in the ring. Colin Delaney, sleazy as sparks, when this music hit. Needless to say, myself, Dustin, other people in the crowd, we went nuts because Ethan Page was cashing in his absolute title shot. And what was funny to see as Colin Laney's in that ring with Silesia Sparks, Silesia hits Colin with a low blow. Ethan Page comes in, picks up the victory, and your new AIW absolute champion, none other than Ethan Page. That's funny. That's a wrestling fan. I mean, you're going to watch one of the quote big two, I don't like to call TNA in the big two, because they, they're, they're terrible lately, but that's a different story. But look what we just seen at SummerSlam, and I'm kind of happy. It's been two months that I have did, did this, because SummerSlam just happened a couple weeks ago. What did we see? The guy who came through so much to win the WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan, beats John Cena, the champion. Out comes someone cashing in their shot at that championship, and what does somebody do? Turn their back on Daniel Bryan. Isn't that, that very similar? Isn't that... What we seen a couple months ago in AIW? We did. Now, granted, I'm not saying that AIW invented it because it's wrestling. A lot of storylines happen that way. But it's just kind of odd when AIW is doing what they do, being ahead of the current curve. And that's how we ended the show. Ethan Page as your new AIW Absolute Champion. Because Ethan Page was also the guy that wanted me my ticket to the show. And I told everybody... 
me and Dustin told you on the last episode what was going to happen. We were right. Once again, AIW doesn't pay me. They don't tell me shit. I don't even know half the time if they listen. But that's what happened in Absolution. Now, as Ethan Page is in the ring, he had a few things to say about his title win. I'm disgusted. Absolutely disgusted in this guy. Absolution is in the books. And now we're looking at Gleaming the Cube. But you want some information on Gleaming the Cube and what it's all about. You haven't listened to any other episode. You don't follow at AI Wrestling on Twitter. You don't like Absolute Intense Wrestling on Facebook, which I don't know why you wouldn't. But just in case you do, it's kind of a nice transition before we get into Gleaming the Cube. Kayfabe Sports Radio is on Twitter, at Kayfabe Sports. The Ohio Indie Report is obviously on Twitter, at Ohio Report. And there's also a show here on the network that you're going to see 
the first official episode here on the network, our third season, you could say, doing it, NFL Easy Picks at NFL Easy Picks. First episode will be up tomorrow, after I record it tonight and do edit it and shit, but... So if you like NFL, there's that. They're all on Twitter. And much like AIW, they're on Facebook, too. Facebook.com slash Ohio Indie Report. Facebook.com slash Kayfabe Sports. And NFL Easy Picks is also on Facebook. But I need to get it up to 25 likes before I can make it official. Facebook.com slash blah, 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 which would probably be at Facebook.com slash NFL Easy Picks. But please go and like these pages, especially the Ohio Indie Report and Kayfabe Sports. I'm just asking you to go to Facebook, hit like hell. If you don't want to be bothered by the post, do me a favor, hit like, and then hide it from your feet. I'm perfectly fine with that. Just go ahead, like my page. All right, done with the begging. Let's get into Gleaming the Cube that I will be at, and it feels so great to say that. And I've, you know, We've talked about this a little before, and it's the same old spiel, blah, 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 that AIW Gleaming the Cube Friday, August 30th, this Friday at 7.30 bell time. So doors should, should open around 6.30. Turner's Hall, 7325 Guthrie Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. Tickets still available online. Pre-order $15. The day of the show, $20. So save that $5. Order now online. And like always, the seats are first come, first serve. And getting get into some of these matches, I'm going to go into one that they just announced yesterday, and that is the International Showcase bringing in some wrestlers from England. Dynamite Peter Dunn versus Mark Andrews. I actually have a, a few friends over in England. One, you know, Ben Ward is a guy who comes to actually AIW a lot. And it shows you how a small world this is and everything and what wrestling's like. I come from a podcast community called theallwrestling.com. We can review or it's... I'm not even going to get into everything about it, but the guy that I met on there, which is one of the reasons why I, I love independent wrestling, his name is Paul. And like I said, he is from England, and I asked him what he what he knew about these guys. Tell me, and he said, both are excellent. Pete is a very strong style type performer, whereas Mark is just a fantastic high flyer. So already getting a seal of approval from my mate across the pond. And I believe if you go to AIW's Facebook, you will see uh, Ben Ward put some of his stuff down. Check out some of their videos on YouTube. I haven't got to do that just yet, but I will. So so go check these guys out. And definitely going to stop and give them a high. Should have told them to bring over some jammy Dodgers, chocolate Dodgers, and jelly babies. But... Let's move on. Allons-y. A tag team fatal four-way. The Submission Squad versus the Jollyville Fuckets versus the Hooligans versus the Sexpa Bombs. Hooligans being some big guys who can flip, making their way to AIW. The Sexpa Bombs back in action. Everything's A-OK with Matt Fitchette. The Fuckets making a name for themselves. And of course the Submission Squad. Pretty much... I know I'm not the only one. I think this should definitely be a number one contenders match. If not an official number one contenders match, this should be a number... Can we have a number two contenders match? Where they get after who the first person... It's. I think this match should definitely deliver. There's a lot going in there. A lot of different styles. A lot of different wrestling. Submission squad aiming, going for the top. Two teams trying to make a name for themselves in AIW. The Fuckets and the Hooligans. And, and the Sex Bombs trying to make their mark as they're coming back as a tag team. And of course, one of the first things announced about this card was that Mr. Touchdown will be making his debut 
in AIW, and he's going up against none other than Biff Busick. And, and I think Biff has not made a lot of headway in AIW lately, but he's he's left a mark. He, he's leaving an impression, an absolute impression in AIW. I think after Jaylet is when I started to take notice in this guy, and I want to see more. I'm happy he's going up against Touchdown, two guys that have wrestled for Beyond Wrestling. It's nice to always see some people from Beyond Wrestling Still want to see more of JT Dunn and Aaron Epic, but beggars can't be choosers. So this matched another reason to look forward to this Friday. Gary J is also having an open challenge. I'm not 100% sure what this is going to be about. Not much has been said. People just said that Gary J has an open challenge. Who's going to accept? And I've said it once and I'll say it again. One of the best things about AIW is the fact that they always leave you guessing somehow, somewhere. Next match, Veda Scott versus Kimberly. These guys have had a long history before they've even met in AIW. Veda Scott just recently lost the tag team titles with Gregory Iron, so still trying to bring some hope and change to the card and to the roster. She's going to be cashing in her shot at Girls' Night Out 9 and 10. We'll get to more into that later, towards the end of the show. Veda Scott and AIW recently posted this video on YouTube, so check it out. At Absolution, Greg Iron and I lost the AIW Tag Team titles. It took a long time for me to get to the point where I could even say that. Teddy, Teddy will tell you it's been a really rough few months for me. But now I understand. I understand my purpose. I understand that I am still a beacon of positivity and light for AIW. And I understand that our legacy as an AIW tag team is, is even more illustrious now that we are future two-time champions. And I also understand that maybe right now it's time for me to focus my efforts on the AIW Women's Championship. And that, of course, brings me to Friday, August 30th, and my match, eh, my rematch with Kimberly. And Kimber, we've done this before. Our paths in AIW, they continue to overlap between Girls' Night Out, JT Lightning Invitational. We want so many of the same things. We know each other so well. In any other circumstances, I, and Teddy, you'll, you'll agree with me, this match could be a toss-up. Not this time. I am the number one contender for the AIW Women's Championship. I literally climbed and clawed my way up a ladder to earn that title shot. And going into Girls' Night Out in October, I cannot have a loss to Kimberly as a blight on my record. So I'm sorry, Kimber. I won't lose. I can't lose. Greg Iron and I, we're not losers. No, we simply don't have it in us to ever be losers. We may have temporarily lost possession of the AIW Tag Team titles. Fine. But we're still winners where it counts. In your hearts. That's right, AIW. You might have jeered us for the past year, but you've also sat and watched as we did exactly what we said we were going to do. <laughs> we did not let gender or physical limitations overcome us. We have triumphed over everything thrown in front of us thanks to our intelligence and our unique strategy. Greg Iron and I are winners. We'll always be winners. And more than that, we're heroes, whether you like it or not. That was friend of the show, Veda Scott. And honestly, I love Veda Scott promos. They're, they're always very epic. Um, some of the best you'll find. And I believe she is number two on my favorite female wrestler list of all time. Number one independently. 
I don't have many favorite female wrestlers of all time, so it's just Natalia then her. But she's number one in the definitely in the independent ranks. So, with all that being said, moving on to the next match, Josh Prohibition versus Tim Dom. That you know, J Pro is the veteran of Turner's Hall, the veteran of AIW, a guy who actually stepped aside from absolution to not be on the cards to make the show better and for the good of the show and i love josh prohibition i'll always respect josh prohibition one guy i do not i can't i don't know what people see in tim Nons. he he looks like the ugly kid everybody picked on in school and he now gets picked on in a ring. I, I just don't see what people like him. I mean, this is coming from a fat guy. Guy who goes by heavy set. Yes. I'm making fun of Tim F. and Don. So, Josh Prohibition. I look forward to seeing what damage he pulls on Tim F. and Don. And could Michael Hutter make an appearance in this match? Who knows? I'll have to wait and find out. And let's get into the tag team titles. No longer, obviously, on Hope and Change. Now, the Batiri with Veronica. This time, they're going up against Nixon. Bobby Beverly, Ricky Shane Page with Duke in the corner. And of course, the material with Veronica in their corner. There's, this could be very interesting having both of these individuals outside the ring. Nixon no longer holds a championship in AIW, so you almost got to think they're going to be coming for blood, even if it's demon blood, like Lehman the Cube. And then the ladder match for the now vacant intense title for those who haven't been following along, keeping along. BJ Whitmer recently got injured. I think it was at a Ring of Honor event, and AIW did release a statement on the 10th of this month saying that they had spoke with BJ Whitmer, and he, Whitmer didn't really know if or when he'd be able to wrestle again, and Whitmer thought it would be in the best interest to relinquish the intense title. They also went on to say that BJ is a true professional, and we and they wish him a speedy recovery, and so did we here on the Highway Report. Hopefully he'll be able to make a speedy recovery and return very soon. But getting into that match that we're going to see a ladder match, anything can happen with ladder match, Flip Kendrick versus M-Dog Matt Cross versus Marion Fontaine versus Andrew Everett versus Josh Alexander versus Lewis Linden. Okay, you got air form in this match. You have M-Dog Matt Cross, Marion Fontaine, Andrew Everett. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm mentioning just everybody participating, but you have Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander was on a roll, hadn't seen a loss up until he went against Michael Elgin. Now not only does he have a loss, but he has a draw in the books now too. Michael, Josh Alexander hasn't won since beating Michael Elgin. Could we see Josh Alexander go on his roll? Could we see the phenomenal M-Dog Matt Cross capture that title? And having a ladder in the ring with Aeroform, or the members of Aeroform, should I say, and M-Dog Matt Cross, I think this match is definitely going to deliver. I think a lot of these matches are going to deliver, even though I'm not saying about them but I feel you do not know what to expect with this one. My pick, I'm going with Josh, but I would really like to see Marion Fontaine get it, but that's just my boy. And get into our second-to-last match, Jock Samson versus Sugar Dunkerton. I had, I mean, we had no idea what to expect with this match. Well, let's go into a few words, first by Sugar Dunkerton, then by Jock Samson, and we'll be back after that, because these guys got a lot to say, and they are going to do all the talking for this match that you need to hear. It is a beautiful day outside. I mean, a beautiful day outside. This is the kind of stuff I like to think about when I think about the things that are beautiful to me. And another beautiful thing to me is August the 30th, Cleveland, Ohio, AIW, Gleam in the Cube, me, Jock Sampson. It's a lot to talk about, man. I'm gonna come in there, I'm gonna be bought. You know, I don't really wanna do this and I'm not sure I really want to talk about it. You, you, you don't mind? You don't mind? Yeah. Okay. We don't need that. I mean, 
Let's talk about exciting times. Let's talk about the last time I was at Cleveland, Ohio. Let's talk about the good times that we're about to have. I mean, the last time I was at AIW, we were having a great time, right? We were partying, had intergalactic plan, everything was moving cool. But then, uh, here's the behind-the-scenes stuff you may not remember. Um, a flipping Puerto Rican comes out of nowhere, lands on me, I break my arm. So then I have a little trip to Cleveland Metro. Uh, they shoot me up full of ketamine. That's special K for you druggies out there. So I had like one of the craziest trips that I could ever have in my life. Then I do a 12-hour ride back to Georgia just so that I can get my arm cut open and they can go ahead and fill it with this Stark technology that you see right there. One plate and seven screws that's never going to come out. Out for about two months. But you know what amazes me? There's like so many tweets and mentions and vines and touts and all this other crazy stuff about how me and Jock are going to have this awesome match. It's going to be a ton of fun, right? <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I wish I got that kind of love and excitement, you know, about me coming back or checking on me or anything to that effect. But I'm not mad. Not at all. Do I look like the kind of guy that holds grudges? Not at all. It's, it's sugar. I have fun, right? Who knows how to have more fun than me? I don't let life situations affect me. Not at all. Even when... <laughs> You know, it, it costs me bookings and food on the table and family and friends and, you know, but, but, but that's not important. I'm good. I'm good. Jock, me and you, we're going to have a lot of fun. I hear you know how to have a good time. I definitely know how to have a good time. But just to let you know, Jock, I'm very serious about having a good time. Very serious. So I will definitely not look past you. Don't I look like the type of guy that knows how to have fun? Knows how to be serious? Not slack a moment? Because I promise you, Jock, we're going to have a ton of fun. A lot of fun. Right? <laughs> it's going to be great. I'll see you guys there. It'll be a lot of fun. I promise. When I get a call from AIW management and they said, hey, Jock, you're going to be wrestling Sugar Dunkerton August 30th. That gleam in the queue, baby. Jock Sampson got real excited because the people don't know Jock Sampson is by possibly the greatest basketball player of all time. So I go out and I get my Ohio State basketball jersey. I go get me a quart of uh, apple pie moonshine. I like to call it hooch. You know, I go down to the local courts, I'm doing the crossovers. I'm like Woody Harrelson and white men can't jump. Because I'm excited. I'm wrestling Sugar Dunkerton. I'm a hell of a lot better basketball player than he is. And then I watch his promo. I watch him take the ball. And he wrote it in the other room. He wrote it in the room like he wasn't coming to, to show Jock Sampson that he's a better basketball player because he ain't. And then he goes on and starts talking. He starts getting more deep. Starts getting more dark. He starts talking about his, his forearm there where he got some screws and some titanium or something like that put in there. And he starts getting darker and darker. And he says that, you know, I like to have fun and I do, sugar. I like to have a good time. I like to get drunk as hell. I like to beat the holy hell out of my wife because I enjoy that thoroughly. I like to go down the street and pick up about 15 hoochies. Come on back. 
But you keep talking about how serious you are and how much serious your fun is going to be. And you kept getting dark. Well, I'll tell you this, Sugar Dunkerton. You know, I respect the hell out of you coming back from that forearm injury, that broken arm. I respect it, baby. But on Gleaming the Cube, when Jock Sampson gets in the ring, I'm going to be drunk. I'm probably going to have my dick sucked 15 times before I get in the ring. But when I get in that ring, I'm serious too, buddy. And I hope your arm's healed up just good enough. Because Jock Sampson's just going to be drunk enough not to care about it. So on August 30th, sugar, you're not going to get the basketball player that I was training to be. You're going to get the hell-raising hillbilly. Drunk on moonshine. August 30th, gleaming the cube, Cleveland, Ohio! I'll see your ass there, sugar! With all that said and done, with covering every match currently announced on the card, but knowing AEW, they're going to release one more match on Thursday, and I'm going to be pissed. But the main event, the champion, Ethan Page, versus the former champion, Eric Ryan, versus the other former champion, Colin Delaney, versus another former champion, Michael Hutter. The absolute title four-way match. Personally, my money is going to be on Ethan Page because he is all money. He is all ego. But Eric Ryan, Colin Delaney, Michael Hutter, what can you expect from this match? We've already seen at Absolution... Eric Ryan, Colin Delaney, we've seen Ethan Page and Colin Delaney. We haven't seen Michael Hutter in AIW in quite some time prior to Absolution for the title. Who is walking out the champion? Basically, you have to come see it because it won't be on iPay-Per-View. Not going to be on DVD for a while. You can follow the At Ohio Report or like, like us on Facebook to find out. But even words will not describe the action we will see in the ring. I'm looking forward to Ethan Page's first title defense. I was sad that I was going to miss it, but now I'm going to get to be there live. But then, that sadly does it for the card. Going through some of these matches one more time in no particular order. Mr. Touchdown versus Biff Busick. The Batiri versus Hashtag Nixon for the AIW Tag Team titles. Jock Sampson versus Sugar Dunkerton. Veda Scott versus Kimberly. Josh Prohibition versus Tim Donst. The latter match for the vacant intense title, Flip Kendrick versus M Dog Matt Cross versus Marion Fontaine versus Andrew Everett versus Josh Alexander versus Lewis Linden. The Submission Squad versus the Jollyville Fuckets versus the Hooligans versus the Sexba Bombs. The International Showcase, Pete Dunn versus Mark Andrews. Gary J's Open Challenge, the debut of Leonard F. Chikarlson in the AIW Absolute Title 4-Way Match, the champion Ethan Page versus Eric Ryan versus Colin Laney versus Michael Hutter. And all of that will be live this Friday in Turner's Hall, 7.30 bell time, 7325 Guthrie Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio. $15 pre-sale, $20 day of the event. But that's not just what's going on with AIW as Gleam in the Cube. They are preparing this epic event for Girls' Night Out, 9 and 10. I'm hoping to make it. I'm going to, like I said, find a way to make this one because it is going to be two huge Girls' Night Out tapings for one low price. Sunday, October 6th, with a 3 o'clock bell time, Turner's Hall, seven, obviously 7325 Guthrie Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio. But this time, ticket prices get a little different. Your online exclusive combo deals, front row VIP, $40. General mission will be $30. A front row VIP includes meet and greet, question and answer, and more. If you want to buy separate for the event, it is $25 for the front row, $20 general mission. Ah, trying to break the, break the bank on me with this one, $40, but it's two shows. It's a girls' night out show. 
it's going to be worth it. And the only match that is announced for either card, and we don't know which one, Veda Scott versus Allison K for the Women's Championship. Some of the names that have been, once again, announced for this show is Taylor Hendricks, Nikki Storm, Mia Yim, Angel Lane, Jenny Rose, Jules Malone, Sleazia Sparks, Sassy Steffi, Mickey Knuckles, Melina Cruz, Jasmine, Sandra Blaze, Angel Dust, The Social Network, which consists of Annie Social, Heidi Loveless, Nikki St. John, and Sammy. And the last thing to be announced so far, I don't know if we're getting more, is Jody DeMilo. But one thing that was announced last week, I thought after this we would see Hell on Earth, but AIW is they're going all out this year. New show, Friday, November 1st, 7.30 bell time, Turner's Hall. Double Dare Tag Team Tournament. That's all we know about it. $15 pre-sale, $20 day of the show, it's the normal stuff. Great name, but we have no idea what to expect. More info, hopefully, will come out online. I'll get it to you either here, Facebook, Twitter, anything. But that pretty much wraps it up here. I hope to see you this Friday at Turner's Hall. If I don't, follow at Ohio Report on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Ohio Indie Report. And live tweets will be on both. Posting them on Twitter, and they will instantly post at the same time to Facebook. So... So once again, you're listening to Kayfabe Sports Radio, where it's all a work, and this is the Ohio Indie Report. We're from Ohio, okay.